Greetings, mortal denizens of the doomed planet Earth, and welcome to the podcast known as Which is More. I am Xanthor, an interdimensional being born outside the confines of your reality, charged with observing and documenting all sentient life throughout the cosmos. Earth has been my latest assignment, and for the first few million years, things were pretty interesting. But I'll admit, I eventually got kind of bored and may have stopped paying attention. Sadly, even though your civilization is now crumbling, I'm still responsible for cataloging your cultural legacy. Thus, I have enlisted the services of the most generic human being I could find. American man-child, Pete Musto, to assist in my weekly adjudication, as two so-called experts argue over what is the greatest example of a given aspect of the human experience. This week, our experts are Sandy Benton and Noah Crowley. Sandy is a comedian who has performed at the State Theater in Falls Church, Virginia, the Church of Satire in Hanover, Pennsylvania, and she's also appeared on You, Me, Them, Everybody with Brandon Weatherby. Pre-COVID, she co-produced the novel comedy live show series with Kasha Patel and her opponent today, Noah. Noah is a comedian who has performed at Jam and Java in Vienna, Virginia, and Songbird the DC Comedy Loft, and The Big Hunt in Washington, DC. And he desperately wants you all to please, please get vaccinated as soon as you can. If you enjoy the impassioned squabbling you are about to hear, please subscribe to Which Is More with Pete Musto and Xanthor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us at Which Is More Podcast on Instagram and Which Is More One on Twitter. Now, please enjoy the only podcast that aims to identify everything about humanity worth saving as the end of the world rapidly approaches. All right, welcome back to Which Is More, everyone. I'm your co host, P. Musto, and uh, today we're going to be doing. An excellent, excellent topic with two of my favorite experts so far. First, let's introduce them. We have Noah Crowley. Hey, hey, everybody. And Sandy Benton. Hello, how do you do? So I say it's going to be a great topic because um, I've always loved the mysterious and the weird. And our topic today is urban legends. So other than, I mean, obviously the... 90s slasher movie which was awesome love that the movie urban legend i forgot about that the only thing i really remember is joshua jackson's frosted tips yes um, which he pulled off you know not many people can but he did it i don't think frosted tips were about pulling off they're just about a time and a place they're about living out loud and yes. he lived out loud just fine. Unfortunately, we're not talking though about specifically who had the best frosted tips, um, circa like 2000. We are. It is which is the best urban legend, not necessarily related to that movie. So, I want to ask you guys up front: Why is it? Do you think that 
urban legends deserve to be preserved in the in Xanthor's ultimate record of humanity. Um, what is it about them that's that's worth saving? They are like the ultimate piece of ephemera because they're strictly based on stuff being so close to being true that we almost made it true, but not quite an actual thing. They're mm-hmm. like the things we imagine and create ourselves, but aren't actually there in the real world. So it's, it's buck wild that we're these weird story machines that are like, nah, this could be a thing too. Uh, so yeah, they're only, only through us do they exist and only through Xanthor can they be saved. But, but I, I mean, the pop rocks and soda thing, if you eat pop rocks and drink soda, that one's real, right? I heard that happened once. It's real. It's real. It's actually all real. Noah's incorrect oh. about they only exist in our mind. Uh, I think what's really good about them is that they're all based on things we're afraid of. And uh, what we're afraid of is real weird. And usually it's exploding or getting hooked to death. <laughs> those are the main fears people have, which I think is kind of sweet and uniting. No one wants those things to happen to them. And if you get that good, good hook explosion, ooh, boy, that's a rough day for you right <laughs> the there. Deal, that's yeah. the opposite of the dream. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but you're you're kind of the type of person who's like afraid of everything, though, right? You're Excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Sandor, if I may, um, I don't see it as being afraid of everything. I see it as being like uh, smarter than everybody else. Mm, okay. Cautious. Uh, sure. Cautious a little bit. Maybe overly cautious sometimes. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, I think I think these precautions are correct. And I'm not, I'm not afraid <laughs> Wait, of everything. No, I'm a no, little nervous no. about everything. <laughs> you say that now. We're going to get into this stuff, and you're just going to be like, why, why would this be even close to be a reasonable thing to be scared about? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I forgot your skeptical nature on this. Like, I, I'm i saying, um, well, now for the holidays, but, like, uh, my dad has a farm. And so when we were talking about it, I was at the farm. And like, will you go outside of the farm? But someone has actually been murdered in the driveway of this farm, like, 50 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to fuck around with that. So mm-hmm. a 50 years ago murder means you never go back to that one area? If so, there are parts of D.C. and Baltimore <laughs> that would be abandoned for a while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I mean, it's not. There's also coyotes. Okay, so that is, you know, that is a real, fair, fair. Yeah, that is a very real threat. We we are all at constant risk of being dragged off by coyotes. We are, and there's probably places where one of the coyotes was murdered, and his ghost might be haunting it too. Ooh, ghost so, coyote, fuck. That's not the kind of coyote you want to run into. Yeah. Well. um before we go any further, let's define our terms for anybody who has not seen that amazing 90s masterpiece um, movie that I discussed before. Um, according to Wikipedia, an urban legend, urban myth, urban tale, or contemporary legend is a genre of folklore comprising stories circulated as true, especially as having happened to a friend or family member, often with horrifying or humorous elements. These legends can be entertainment, but often concern mysterious peril or troubling events such as disappearances and strange objects. So, 
Yeah, I mean, both of what you guys are going to be talking about today is a man-type urban legend, a something man, <laughs> a something man. I feel like that's a common like uh, trope in the urban legend. We have the moth man and the bunny man. Um, not very creative, whoever came up with these. They're like superhero adjacent. <laughs> like If they were just a little yeah. bit nicer, they could be a superhero, but nah, they ain't nice. They're not not nice. Oh, the bunny man's not nice. The moth man's questionable. Yeah, question mark, question mark. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, the uh, the term urban legend, as used by folklorists, though, has appeared in print since at least 1968. Persistent urban legends often maintain a degree of plausibility, such as a serial killer deliberately hiding in the backseat of a car. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty classic one, right? And it happens. It, it does happen. We've all, we all know someone that it's happened <laughs> and to. And it happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that one does happen. Or Exhibit happen. A, people in the back of cars. People get murdered. You're supposed to like check the back of your car. That's the thing they tell you if you're a girl. Check the back of your car. What about the front seat? You could be distracted checking the back seat, Sandy. And the killer could be in the front seat. Do you think for a second I haven't considered that? What if you're the killer in the front seat? Oh. Plot twist. Women murder too. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Thank you for acknowledging that, Noah. <laughs> That's true. We can do anything. <laughs> uh, did you, um, this is, I guess, a tangential, not even urban legend, but uh, my favorite conspiracy theory right now is that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Have you guys seen yeah. Like mm-hmm. Christian TikTok. Oh, I, Christian I TikTok is lit right now. Like, <laughs> Christian yeah, TikTok. It, how do you it, find yourself, a, Sandy Bennett? How do you find yourself on Christian TikTok? I so I didn't. I saw I saw a, a Twitter thing about like, hey, look at what Christian TikTok's doing. And I think I watched part of one video of someone proudly saying, "No, I will not take the vaccine." And I could be making that up, but it, it's definitely a thing that there are people out there who think the vaccine is the mark of the beast, as mentioned in the popular book, Revelations. <laughs> in the popular book, <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my, my favorite one is like, there's like a um, series of, of people where like, it's like a TikTok where they're singing along to this one song and like, there's like little captions below them and they're acting out. A scene where they get the vaccine or like the person singing refuses to get the vaccine the government like beats them up and then they put like fake they put they put like fake blood makeup on their faces all in this like the span of this like 30 second video and then they like pretend like the government has killed them and they go to heaven and god is like you held out man you didn't get that fucking vaccine (laughs) you're in and like I love that. It's like the thing is, it's like, it's like a th- it's a thing that like multiple people have done, like like TikTok. Yeah, it's a meme. The g- get beat up by the government till you're dead and you go to heaven meme. Of course, everybody, yeah, everybody knows, knows the good good memes of Twitter. Yeah, um, there, there's a couple dances to some cool songs and you get beat up by the government. It's it's another day in TikTok. Specific Christian urban legends are the weirdest to me. I mean, I realize that's a whole separate genre but can you give us an example um well okay there was one i don't again urban legends probably not correct here but uh i remember in catholic school i was taught that in all right you know columbine everyone's (laughs) (laughs) 
That is a transition right there. Y'all, yeah. y'all ever hear about this Columbine? What's the deal with this Columbine? Columbine. Columbine. For those who don't know, it's a school in Colorado. Um, okay, so I learned or read a book. Or someone told me once. I don't know. <laughs> a classic urban legend start right here. Yeah. That um, there's a book called She uh, Said Yes. And it was like, supposedly one of the shooters went out to like a very Christian girl at the school and like held the gun to her and said, do you believe in God? And she said she did believe in God. And then they shot her and killed her. And I learned... Sometime within the last like two years that that wasn't true. And I was <laughs> devastated. Like, I mean, I haven't like gone to church in forever, but like, I feel so lied to uh, by yeah. maybe the person who told me that once or the cover of the book. But so to me, that kind of falls in in there. Maybe not. Yeah, no, I'd say that's a good Christian urban legend. Like, did she did she go to heaven afterwards? And God was like, you're in. Uh, they didn't go that far. So okay. really, this was more just like uh, misinformation, okay. I guess. Maybe. Um, I think there's a weird, like, because, oh, we're like all the Christians were so jazzed up on Jesus being like a martyr that they're like, us too. We can be like downtrodden yeah. and beat up by people too. And they just aren't anymore. They're just made fun of. People go on podcasts and say their TikTok memes are dumb, and that's like the extent of their persecution right now. It's like ingrained. Like I am nervous talking about this because I grew up super Catholic, and like mm. so it's I am getting. I'm like you know, like I mean, I still like I'm now I'm spiritual. Like I believe in God, but I don't go to you know. And I I'm like oh my gosh, I'm gonna be punished because I went on Pete and Xanthor's podcast and I talked about. Christian TikTok in a negative light. Don't worry, Sandy. I've actually met God. She's quite welcoming and forgiving. All of this kind of you're all going to hell thing. That was made by you guys. Oh, I'm healed, Xanthor. This is so nice. But you cannot get the vaccine. That's the only <laughs> That's the I only won't. trade if you want to go I to promise. heaven. You can't get the vaccine. I'm sorry. I promise. Okay. Anti-vax, Xanthor. That's, that's a twist I did not see coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's God. God's an anti-vaxxer. What can you say? <laughs> so, it's a, the, there is... A, it's good that you brought up mis- misinformation, though, because um, this is, uh, again, from uh, Wikipedia. The internet has made it easier both to spread and debunk urban legends the United States Department of Energy actually had a now discontinued service called Hoaxbusters that dealt with computer distributed hoaxes and legends. Um, the thing is, like, I tried to look this up, and when I went to the link for it, all that it says is, Welcome to the CIAC hoax page. The U.S. Department of Energy has decided that it no longer wants to be associated with ho- Hoaxbusters, so this site has been permanently shut down. We want all our readers to know that we, that we have really appreciated their support for the last 13 years and wish them well. If there is another government agency who would like to take over Hoaxbusters, please contact us at CIAC at CIAC.org and we will see what we can arrange. That's so great that they're just like anybody, anybody out there like uh, Department of Natural Resources, like anything. Yeah, that is a 
Buckwild overstep for the Department of Energy just to be like, anything that happens because of computers and energy, we'll be on top of it. And then after a while, yeah. they're like, no, we're not on top of it. Yeah, like, we're not supposed to be doing this. What? Um, okay, so according to Live Science, Mikkel J. Coven, a folklorist at the University of Wales, said... It's a lack of information coupled with fear that tends to give rise to new legends. When demand exceeds supply, people will fill in the gaps with their own information. They'll just make it up. I love that. Yeah, it's like an interesting thing. It's like a thing that like what they're talking about, like some of it seems real because like maybe a story that like vaguely like what what you're saying happened did actually happen. And then you're just adding in a guy that looked like he had wings and glowing red eyes, like, cause it sounds cooler when you like retell the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like the new, new, the hot new, like urban legends are all on purpose. Uh, like your slender men or, um, your creepy Japanese girl. I forget her name, but she was creepy too. Samara. Momo. Oh, what's that? The ring girl. Nah, there's, there's uh. also her, but like, they were like all like, all internet created ones where someone just went on Photoshop and spent hours making like, oh, this is a creepy looking image, but it looks like possibly real. All the creepy pasta stuff. Yeah, all that is very much on purpose. It's not like kind of happened. It's like, no, we made it and it's here now. Be scared. But some people like really buy into it. Like and there's stuff. Some of it's like, um, like pretty well done for what it is. Like, I mean, but it's insane stuff. There's one called, have you guys seen Squidward Suicide? No. <laughs> it is this very weird story about how like the editors of SpongeBob were watching back the tape. And one day it was like this horrifying thing where Squidward kills himself. And there's this, all of this, and it wasn't planned. And it wasn't, it's... Oh, wait, so the animation did it itself? Is yes, that what they're I think, saying? Yeah, that's the implication. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's just one of those creepy pauses. It's supposed to be scary. But if you're like 13, you're reading through this stuff. Like 13-year-old me would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe he oh killed God. himself. Squidward was really alive and then he committed suicide? Um, I... Yeah. Yeah. Sandy Ben, remember at the start of this podcast when you're like, I believe only in the reasonable ones that like actually have a chance of happening in the real world. Squidward killed and himself, like- Noah, and you're just sitting there doing nothing? How can you live with yourself? You are scum, Noah. You are scum. How? I mean, I, I feel like I do it by like realizing sometimes things are just my fears manifesting in something I would not be able to control. And then to be like, oh, those are just fears and humans come up with stories. And then I just move on with my life and then I leave those fears behind. You sound Uh, exactly like someone who got the vaccine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Your your method sounds fun too. Your your method Uh, sounds like a real good My method is whimsical. Life's very exciting. Anything's true. All of it. Oh God. Which would, by the way, make you nervous all the time. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. No, I've, I've held back multiple stories so far. I've like, no, that'd probably freak out Sandy too much at no, the start of this podcast. It. You gotta wait. I want to hear it. Um, There's also um, a, a panic room file up. <laughs> it's, it's not mine. It came with the house. Okay. No, I mean, I bought this house a couple years ago. There was two panic rooms. I was like, wow, what a deal. What? 
I feel um, I feel like any room Sandy goes in has the potential to be a panic room. It's just. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's a cute joke. That's real cute. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go into the two sides of our argument, I just want to say um, one more thing uh, that I saw on a Mental Floss article that was titled 11 Terrifying Urban Legends That Turned Ooh. Out to Be True. <gasps> yeah, read them. Um, I, I mean, there's just three. Like, And the thing is, I only wrote down the names of three of them. I did go into one, but I wrote down the names of three of them just because they were funny and also like one that doesn't make any sense. But one was rats in the toilet bowl, which um, I think that's supposed to be like a common one that people know about. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm not that scared of that one. What is that one? They crawl up the pipes. Oh, okay. yeah. But there's multiple ones of that. There's uh, snakes in the toilet bowl, which are much more terrifying. And then alligators in the sewers. Mm, really yes. anything living down there. <gasps> the snake thing, I think, happened kind of recently. Like mm-hmm. like some actual news story like that. I mean that you know. <laughs> national breaking news on CNN. Man's toilet bowl is full of snakes. I saw some picture that was like, unfortunately, this is real. Sorry, everybody. And it was a snake curled <laughs> sorry. up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Apologize. Sorry, guys. That just that just shows that I will believe a picture without looking mm-hmm. into it. If someone says, "Sorry, guys, this is real," I'm like, "Oh my god, this one's real." Um. Uh, the other one though was like it said Candyman. Now I didn't write this down because I was like Candyman was real. Is that what this article is trying to say? Like, so I right, well, first of all, I want to be the the person to say it's not, and then be proven at the end of the middle of the movie that like oh, not real, eh? But the uh, the story of that is actually based on someone. I think in Cabrini Green, in in that complex, mm-hmm. I think uh, there was a situation where you could go in an apartment through the um, the mirror, like the yeah, the medicine cabinets of this. I think I did read that and, actually. And yeah. someone broke in that way, and they're like, "So naturally, that means that this man with a coat of bees." Yeah, it's totally <laughs> well, real. You know. And the Kenny man, you got to say his name multiple times and then he show up. Yeah, I noticed you guys have been saying it a lot of times. Oh, but fuck, I lost what count. About, how many times do you got to say Kenny man? I think we've got at least three. Okay, good. That's all you need. Well, so um, Candy Man, no more? No more Candy Man oh, saying? Oh, no, Can't that's say Candyman at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll affect you. Like, I don't know that it works digitally like that. Hey, so hey, Candy if man, you. Candy Man, go get Sandy Ben right Stop now. Stop <laughs> he doesn't just do your bidding. I don't like well, he it. Doesn't, then why are you scared? If I'm telling you? Man, you know, I remember once when I was like 10 or something, I was terrible. I learned about Bloody Mary and I freaked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. For the rest of my life. That's when I changed. That's the one. That's the one, <laughs> that's the one that I won't test. Bloody Mary is the one yeah. that I'm like, I don't need to say that five times. I, no, thanks. But my dad was like, you got, you know, calm down. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to like, you know, we had a little powder room. We went in and supposedly he maybe just stood there, but he told me he went. And did, <laughs> That'd like, be great anything. if he was too scared and he didn't do it. Sandy, it's nothing to be scared about. I'll just gonna go in here. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I don't want to get murdered by this ghost. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I am out of here. Not- 
<laughs> I remember while he was in there, I was panicking and going through, okay, well, who do I call? Like when he gets killed by this ghost, like I need to figure this out. Who's going to call I'm a child? Who's going to come take care of me? Oh my God. It was, I mean, I just, I think my mom wasn't home at the time. She yeah. would have come home and seen this horrible disaster. I would be crying. It, <laughs> now, now I'm like this. All right. Well, now let's get into our to the two sides of our argument here. Um, first up, Noah, the Bunny Man. Before we go into any background information about the Bunny Man, first tell me how did you first hear about the Bunny Man? What was your first exposure to this um, creature? So, oh, I'm trying to think of a particular person or place. I know it's it's a local area legend. Which is cool as stuff. A homegrown, our 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 own favorite boy done good. It's the Bunny Man, <laughs> uh, Virginia's finest. So I think I got the classic word of mouth experience before I ever read about this on the internet. I feel like all all my modern urban legends are like I googled this on either Snopes or Wikipedia and read a fun article. <laughs> uh, but this is one of the ones I, I've heard multiple tales of from multiple people. Uh, it's a word of mouth. And someone will be like, oh, yeah, you ever heard of this? Ooh, and there's a bridge, too. This is, we'll get into it. Mm -hmm. But I think out of all the urban legends, I think that's the coolest part, that there's a physical location that you can go to and be like, ooh, mm -hmm. do, we want, do we want to see this scary place? How far do we want to go? I think that's, like, an important thing for kids about urban legends. Like, with the uh, Bloody Mary or, you know, like, it's always like a, you're like, you and your friend are like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this thing? We're going to fucking yeah, say it five times. And um, can't it's three times, and you guys are really not being very careful about this. Okay, either of the things. All right, if either of you were in urban legend, you'd both be long dead, <laughs> and I'd be the one who was the murderer. So now that we're not dead, it's almost like these urban legends don't exist, and we're the rational ones for not being freaked out about them all the it time. It takes a while for you to die. Okay? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> years. I, I, I can tell you, I've, I've been daring ghosts to murder me for over a decade now, and not one, not one has stepped up to the challenge. Maybe you're just insufferable in the ghost community. They're like, this fucking guy again with the dares. I hate this guy. I'll be honest. I can see a ghost behind you right now, Noah, through my spectral interdimensional vision, and he's just sort of shrugging. And Yeah, that ghost's a bitch. He's making a face like, I can't even with this guy. I can't even. <laughs> Hey, ghosts, most of you born a long time ago, probably canceled by now. Y'all were probably racist or sexist. I don't know, but I'm on the right side of history. Ghosts, y'all can fuck yourselves. He is wearing a white sheet with eye holes cut into it. I couldn't tell, though, if it was just because he's a ghost or a member of the clan. You got to put a hat on top. That's like the new move just to be like, see, ghost, not a clansman. <laughs> only wear the one. But it's a MAGA hat, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no, back, back down, back down. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> then let's get into it. Wikipedia says that the Bunny Man is an urban legend that originated from two incidents in Fairfax County, Virginia in 1970, but has been spread throughout the Washington, D.C. area. The legend has many variations, mostly involving a man wearing a rabbit costume who attacks people with an axe or a hatchet. Uh, most of the stories occur near Colchester Overpass, a southern railway overpass spanning Colchester Road near Clifton, Virginia. 
that's your bridge you're talking about, Noah, um, sometimes referred to as Bunny Man Bridge. And versions of the legend vary in the Bunny Man's name, motives, weapons, victim's description of the bunny costume, or lack thereof, and sometimes even his possible death. In some accounts, victims' bodies are mutilated, and in some variations, the Bunny Man's ghost or aging specter is said to come out of his place of death each year on Halloween to commemorate his passing. Okay, so it just seems like there's not really even like a unified theory about what Bunny Man is. Oh, no, it is. It is an urban legend in that it's just told and retold and whatever, whatever is good is retold and whatever doesn't fit with you just gets cast aside. Mm -hmm. So I think like the whole Bunny Man Bridge is like halfway there because of just alliteration. They're like, ooh, that does sound cool. Bunny Man Bridge. got a bridge. Yeah. 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 Bunny Man Uh, Man Bridge. So, yeah, as a classic urban hoax denier of the (laughs) realism of it. uh, Yeah, I think. There was, there was one guy at one time who wore a bunny costume, and we spun this into a million different stories of what we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. At least two times, Noah. Okay? Two times. At least two times. Yeah. Um, well, it's, Those are the facts. They are the absolute facts, um, uh, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, people could have edited that out. Uh, they didn't. Those people, are the facts. People named Sandy could have gone on Wikipedia before we started recording. <laughs> Right. Um, oh, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Oh, uh, you could be like the Fairfax County Police opened an investigation into how much Noah Crowley sucks. <laughs> I think it would be more just like he was very real. You all should be very scared. Stop yeah. being so polite about it. So it's a cavalier. terrifying thing. Someone do something. I think I would just try to like write some kind of coded inter like thing in there. I'd be mm-hmm. like, see, it's still happening to this day. This is current times. He doesn't wear a mask. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> apparently, though, the Fairfax County Police, though, did open an investigation into both of the incidents um, that, I, that I mentioned, but both were eventually closed for lack of evidence. In the weeks following the incidents, more than 50 people contacted the police claiming to have seen the bunny man. Several newspapers, including the Washington Post, wow, reported that the bunny man had eaten a man's runaway cat. <laughs> the Washington Post wrote an article that said that this, <laughs> yeah. print uh, journalism. Uh, so I hope it was written by Bob Woodward. <laughs> <gasps> Maybe it was. Yeah, but according to Northern Virginia Magazine. In an article titled Long Live the Bunny Man by Jenny Cutler Lopez, the story went from a guy in a white bunny suit with an axe who vandalized a couple of times to an axe murderer at the end of Guinea Road, um, said Jim Waters of Fairfax, who apparently grew up around the t- in the area around the time that this happened. He said, as an 11-year-old, I couldn't give it any perspective. And also from the article, the bunny man is an icon for shaking things up, doing things in a different way, not accepting the, <laughs> not accepting the status quo or making noise. It's the underbelly, the weird urban legend in Fairfax, which on the surface is calm. The bunny man torments suburbia. So you had this story of this dude who showed up and harassed a couple at this bridge dressed in a bunny costume with an axe. It, was, it wasn't even originally at the bridge. It was just a couple at a field mm-hmm. who was possibly on his property and he was like ah i thought it was definitely like on his property that it was like maybe some kind of big property is how i imagine that and also like from these uh washington post headlines um 
There's four of them. They're all from around Halloween. It says uh, October 22nd, 1970, man in bunny costumes sought in Fairfax. October 31st, 1970, the, the, the quote-unquote rabbit reappears. November 4th, 1970, bunny man scene, and bunny reports are multiplying from November 6th. So, like, not only is it, like, it's a guy in his own property, but this took place around around Halloween, so it's, like, not that crazy he'd be wearing a costume, you know, like... Little crazy dressed like a bunny. Well, yeah. Well, one of the first reports, too, is, uh, what, like, there's a guy who said, yes, definitely bunny, and the woman who was with him was like, no, he just had a funny hat on. <laughs> so this is possibly a dude in a funny hat. <laughs> Possibly a bunny man. We don't know. We don't want to downgrade this all the way. You know what? But, yeah. what, if, what if the real what if the real source of this is a fight that couple was having ongoing and they were fucking with each other through the news somehow? I just like the idea of it like being a weird fashion choice that this guy has to live down the rest of his days. And he's like, no, it was a cool hat. Yeah. And the couple's like, no, a bunny man trying to murder us. Like, no. It was a fun new hat. I was trying out new things. I was trying to kill them, but I was <laughs> Also intentionally dressed as a bunny. Like <laughs> I came out there on my property. I brought my axe just to see if I could like wedge their car loose. I thought they might have had it stuck. And they're like, oh, man, this bunny man's trying to murder us. And now years later, I'm like, no, it's not. It wasn't. It's like, oh, f- fuck me. Fuck me then, right? <laughs> fuck me, bunny man. All right. Well, um, Noah, why then do you think Bunny Man deserves recognition as the ultimate urban legend to outlast human civilization and represent it forever? It's not the biggest urban legend. Again, it's a local, it's a regional one, but it is the most pure, I think, example of an urban legend. You can see the entire trace, the entire start point to the end point. Uh, you can see all the parts along the way. It is like the platonic ideal of an urban legend of one thing happens uh, that <laughs> questionable circumstances around it again might just be a dude in a hat who wanted people off his property one time it could be a murderous bunny man who's to say uh, but they take the piece of this story and run with it uh, and fill all our fears with it um, and each retelling from person to person adds a little bit to the story until there's this whole culture around it uh, and again it's this thing that's just on the edge of existence it's where it's not quite not quite a real thing you can prove, but it's in the air. It's something that's out there. Uh, and that's, I think, the beauty of an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Switching then now to the other side of our conversation here, Sandy, the Mothman. Yeah. What was your first experience with the Mothman? How did you first come across this tale? Uh, you know, I wish it was something cool. Like, um anything but this but it was from <laughs> <laughs> it was from uh going on a movie date with my 10th grade boyfriend which i added Ooh. that detail to let you guys know that i've had boyfriends yeah 10th <laughs> uh, grade boyfriends 10th <laughs> grade boyfriend and we went and we saw mothman prophecies and um it uh, it really stuck with me, and but I didn't do much <laughs> research because the movie implies that you can't um you can't really research it because the more you research it, the more likely it'll be that he'll come for you. And I didn't research it really like in depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, here and there when I was feeling bold, but uh, till for this podcast. So I shouldn't forward you this article I just found. <laughs> no, I want to see it. 
<laughs> because it turns out that stupid movie inter interweaved its own crap in there. What are you doing here? Somehow between 1 and 2.30, I traveled 400 miles. I've got no memory. Past few months, people have been coming up to me and reporting strange things. Yeah. And that part, it's not part of the, the legend. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, like, that movie... Uh, starring Richard Gere. Who crushed it, by the way. He just... (laughs) Career-defining performance. Yeah, everybody's like, what's Richard Gere's best movie? (laughs) Mothman Prophecies. Yo, I'm a Um, straight-up gearhead, and this Mothman Prophecy, (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) 10 10. But, I mean... The thing is, I would like, research it more, but then the Mothman would come and kill me. Yeah. But other than that, oh, this movie. I haven't actually seen the movie because if I watch the movie, it means that the Mothman's going to come for me. But I fucking love this movie, mainly because Richard Gere's in it. So you went on this date with this guy, saw the, saw the Mothman movie, and we're like, okay, I can't learn more. But now I'm going to have, unfortunately, I'm going to have to tell you more, Sandy. <laughs> So I, well, I've learned more now. Okay. Okay. Good. I've learned more now. Um, I hopefully, hopefully you've spaced it out over years of time. So it doesn't like, yes. like have a cumulative effect of like yes. making it being him, bring him closer to you. That is correct. Actually. Well, according to the, an LA times article from 2002, which I think is really just a review for the movie, but does give it a good description of what the Mothman is. The article was titled based on a true story, but was the story for real? This article says the time was 1966 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and something very strange was happening. More than 100 people reported seeing a nine foot tall black winged creature with glowing red eyes. Some said it spoke to them and forewarned of an impending disaster in their town, a small farming community at the intersection of the Ohio and Kanawha rivers. One year later, Their worst fears were realized when the bridge over the Ohio River connecting Point Pleasant to Ohio collapsed and killed 47 people. On Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, well, I mean, what's great about this is like this does have a real world connection. Like this 47 people actually fucking died and kind of shows that that movie, The Mothman Prophecies, really puts Mothman in a bad light. Like he's, he's not coming for you. He's like here to help you. You know what I mean? He was warning people about. I mean, they're, they're unclear, right? Cause there is spoilers for Mothman prophecies, which if you haven't gone to see it with your 10th grade boyfriend yet, I recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, I feel like there's part of it that says it's trying to help you, but then there's, you know, before he goes out to the bridge, he gets a call supposedly from his dead wife that is supposed to keep him there, which would prevent him from saving that cop on the bridge. Mm. So like, is it good? Is it not good? Maybe the Mothman's like, hey, cab, motherfucker, I'm killing this cop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe. And in which case, you know, he's on the right team. Maybe not the bridge of people. <laughs> like, the bridge of people is a lot. Um, uh, and Christmas Eve is overdramatic. That's a, I mean, yeah. I don't know. But it turns out the Mothman is not, uh, doesn't really have that whole, um, a, a lot of what they mixed into the movie wasn't in the book it's based on. Um, and it was because the director thought it'd be interesting to mix in like 
UFO elements, mm-hmm. um, which is cool, but kept me from really researching the Mothman in comfort for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. Well, um, something, another interesting like minor detail about the story I thought was cool. This is from all that's interesting.com is that like apparently the first p- group of people to report spotting him was a group of grave diggers. Ooh. <laughs> the shadiest were- group of all. Yeah. Wait, grave diggers or robbers? That's grave, the point of stickers. Okay, so they're just people just at the, just doing their job. I think grave robbing as like a career path ended like 200 years ago, but I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, I feel like yeah. they're, they're the most likely to have the start of an urban legend because they're already unreliable people uh, in a place they're not supposed to be. So this is prime. Oh, no, something bad's going to happen territory. I would say that doesn't make them unreliable people if we're talking about grave diggers. Like, they're not great. It's not good to do. <laughs> but if they told, just that's my official stance, but if they told someone, hey, I'll help you rob this grave, and they show up for it on time, they're there, they go through with it, that's reliable. Mm-hmm. All right, you so- can just be reliably not great. <laughs> yeah. Um- if, if, if we had two witnesses... And one of them was just a person who had not robbed a grave, and one of them had. I'd be more likely to go with the non-grave robber than the one who's like, yeah. I, I want just- more information about the other person. All right, maybe they didn't rob a grave, but if they do other like, maybe they kill forty-six people on a bridge. Yeah, yeah. Did they design the bridge? I don't trust that person. <laughs> um. Well, uh, I read this in thought catalog in a thought catalog article, though. Um. So. Apparently, proximity to the Mothman causes confusion, extreme fear, and psychological distress that can last months and lead to death or insanity. So, I guess this interpretation of Mothman say it does say he has some negative effects on people. That's Slender Man too. That's a classic. The closer you get to the truth, the more it drives you mad. That's also Cthulhu. That's so many, so many of these. I I will admit that's also. Uh, side effect of spending too much time around me. You know, my nature existing between two dimensions, you may start waking up with blood coming out of your eyes, thinking that you're in different places than you really are, or just seeing wild hallucinations that aren't actually there. So be prepared for doing this podcast that you, there might be some aftershock. Sorry. I already got all those symptoms going on anyways, just because I got the vaccine. Mm. Yeah, don't get don't get vaxxed, anybody out there. Don't get just, the vaccine. It's got, it's got a bunch of bad message. stuff. That's the message here. God damn it. Why is this You'll be podcast? rewarded in heaven. <laughs> God will do a TikTok with you. It's just um, from the vaccine. Finally. Why, why, why is this our stance? This is our, this is our one our one real stance of this podcast is an ironic anti-vax thing. Oh. Apparently, though, since 2002, the, the town of Point Pleasant has celebrated a Mothman festival on the third weekend of every September. And there's a 12-foot-tall statue of the Mothman in Point Pleasant. Which, if I may, I have a problem with. Oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, any kind of celebration, really, <laughs> I'm against. <laughs> Just like parties, anything. <laughs> what are you guys doing? You could all be killed any moment. Okay. Um, oh, I bet you would hate a surprise party so much. That is like your worst fear. <laughs> I, 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 I actually, I, I, have, I loved it. It was really it was oh, nice. Okay. Um, uh, but it, uh, there, hold on. Okay, so festival thing. That's like 
that's going all in the opposite direction. That is like saying, you know, um, well, I guess I have to say it a lot. It's like saying like Bloody Mary like seven hundred times. Okay, what was and that? You're like, what was that word you said? Yeah, we could, I couldn't. I couldn't hear <laughs> you, Sandy. I think you. I, I think your recording cut out. Audio for a cut out. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to get killed by a ghost. Okay. Okay. Um. I, again, so, I dare you, ghost, to come and get me. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. He ain't gonna do shit, Bloody Mary. See, and I feel like the people who hold these festivals are like Noah. Noah's like, oh yeah, how about this, motherfuckers? And then it's like, here's some offing candy. Noah, the ghost standing behind you is now making the jerking off motion in the face <laughs> of disgust. He's just like, oh, this guy. Yeah, well, again, ghosts are basically they never ghost. do shit. <laughs> They're comedy ghosts that be made fun of slowly my whole life. He's roasting you terribly <laughs> at this point. I mean, wow. You wouldn't be able to handle the insults he's throwing at you at this moment. All dick jokes. Well, okay. Um, so, oh, no, sorry, Sandy, you didn't get, what was your, why, what is your problem with the festival? Okay, so, um, and then I also had one other funny man thing before we move off of it entirely, but uh, I think, I mean, I think it is, you know, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. It's kind of nice. <laughs> I, I do. I got a problem with it. What is it? Part of the story is a bridge collapsed and 47 people <laughs> really died. Yeah. And y'all were like, yeah, but but this fanciful story that went along with it, this fun, fun thing that our town has nothing else going on. Uh, uh, kind of, so okay. kind of yeah. move, town. What, what I about like, a statue? I put my finger on it. <laughs> no, it's like a bunch of people died. Oh, right, right, right. Um, right. Well, some apparently some people have tried to explain away the Mothman as a large heron or sandhill crane. I was um, going to bring up the sandhill crane. I looked at pictures of the sandhill crane. I will say I don't think it looks like a Mothman. I don't think so. And I, you know, I think the sandhill crane thing is, um, I guess, a you know, it makes sense, but also I hate it. Like, I really hate, like, the formal answers for stuff because, to me, it, like, really... Buzzkill. Yeah. I mean, the festival's too too brazen, too, like, yeah, this shit can't hurt us because it's not real. <laughs> and then that's what it is. It's that this shit can't hurt us because it's not real. It's very, like, ha, whatever. And mm-hmm. then the, like, logical answers are just very, like, sticks in the mud about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you could be in this this realm, which is, it turns out, the exact size of my head. It's the fun anxiety realm, the constant fear it of is. a thing you can't fully understand yeah. and can't fully escape, and you'll remain there the rest of your life. Well, it's Fear though, it's also you know, all mystery of the and excitement. Of it all. Yeah, yeah, be- the mystery, the childlike wonder, if you will, and terror, the childlike terror, the childlike really. terror. Well, a giant moth could come along and tell me I'm going to die at any moment, and mm-hmm. that's fun. That's an exciting <laughs> that's, thing in my we life. Have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the the one final thing I did want to bring up about Mothman before you make your uh, argument, Sandy, is that apparently to this day, people claim to have seen the Mothman before disasters like 9-11 and the collapse oh. of the 35 West Bridge in Minneapolis. Really? Because I was going to say, if Mothman, I feel like, has been asleep on a wheel at the wheel for a lot of stuff, like yeah. 
this whole pandemic, Mothman couldn't just give us a quick heads up and be like, hey, y'all got some stuff you're heading into. Just gonna I would argue heads you up. that Mothman totally might have given us a heads up. Like, and we just um, thought he was a heron. We I don't just know. Were like, you know an, an off-root heron. <laughs> I feel like everyone who, you know, as Trump was dismantling the the pandemic team, Mothman could have easily been there being like, don't do it, man. And Trump's like, <laughs> that crap. Right? You know, not the pandemic team. <laughs> I hope uh, Mothman, though, when he was like trying to warn people about 9-11, he was like, it's an inside job. Jet fuel, <laughs> Jet fuel doesn't melt steel, man. <laughs> he's like oh man that's he's a truther mothman's a truther um yeah all right well sandy why then do, why do you think mothman is the greatest urban legend of all time i don't anymore oh. i did prior to doing this research that i had so carefully danced around for years <laughs> doing it now that i know that the uh the UFO part of it, the extra hyper supernatural stuff, the like, he's calling you on the phone via your dead wife. That's not part of the actual like legend. No, I think maybe I just thought the movie Mothman Prophecies was like really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I usually really like Mothman Prophecies as a film. <laughs> The 2002 Richard Gere film. It's an urban truth. Mothman Prophecies. Great movie. Great movie. (laughs) Thank you. You can't debunk that because it's just the facts. All right. Well, before we go any further, let's just take a second to listen to an ad from one of our sponsors. It's a TV show that actually covers kind of the stuff we've been talking about. Tales of the Strange and Weird. Are you ready to explore the darker and more mysterious parts of life? The weird and the strange. This Thursday and every other Thursday hence, from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m., it's Suburban Legends, an investigative documentary series that searches out strange and unusual happenings on the far edges of cities. These strange encounters and unusual creatures and events showcase how bizarre and inexplicable life in the suburbs really is. This week, well, I lived in the Blue Lagoon in Florida and decided to move to Jersey for work. It's been a real adjustment in this neighborhood. Donald Farface, 47, reported that he was terrified out of his wits one night when he heard a strange rustling outside his garage. Well, most rustling goes, but this one went, it's strange. But what was the distinction? He didn't explain. Similar reports started coming in from several identical houses a few blocks away. I I mean, I was just taking out the trash and my wife said she saw something and then it was just yellow eyes and then the next thing I knew I was on my back and it was standing over me. Well, at first I thought my house was being robbed, you know, given the fact that the thing rustling around out there had one of those bandana masks like an old school cat burglar. While we were unable to see the actual movements of the creature, we did pick up some EVP the sounds, which will truly expand your mind. I'm a raccoon. Not anything weird, just a raccoon. Experts will be consulted. 
Raccoons harness about 85% of their strength in what is called the haunch. And if this raccoon is bigger than another raccoon, well, his haunch will fuck you up as well. Danger will be everywhere. That raccoon stole my police cruiser! God damn it! It's Suburban Legends. This Thursday, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Wow. Gotta, gotta make you think. Um, Powerful. Yeah. But I guess then the only thing left to do is to go into final arguments, guys. So um, if you want to make any last stabs at why you think uh, your choice is the better choice for Urban Legend, Noah, since you went first, first, Sandy, go ahead. Any parting words? Uh, you know, watch the movie. All right. <laughs> do your research. Even that's my message here. Okay, watch do the your DVD research. extras. Make sure you get in the director's commentary. Get the illustrated guide. The authorized one, not the unauthorized. Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think my takeaway from all of this is that if someone tells you or implies that you will be murdered for looking for more information, you should still look for more information. That's the lesson I took from this. Today, the lesson I learned today is ask questions. Prior to this, I was just whatever people tell me is fine. <laughs> and now, ask questions. You know what? That's why I think Mothman's great because I learned a big lesson. Mm. I'll just share this, my, like my my version of the Bunny Man as it was handed down to me. Um, and what what makes it so bone chilling? What's so scary about it is that it's all the stuff that we find the scariest. Uh, yeah, mine was it was an Easter day. Uh, a man, a good, a good, a good, a good man at the start of the day wanted wanted to impress his family. He'd been having a rough time with things, uh, so on this Easter day, uh, he was going to go out and hide a bunch of uh, Easter eggs out for his kids for them to go find. Then he dressed himself up as a bunny man. Uh, put on a fun bunny outfit and he went out there and he hid and he waited and he waited and he waited. And in the hot sun, uh, it started to melt the glue of his costume. Like the version I got told was bad glue made him go insane. That's part of it. Uh, but as he's just boiling in the sweating heat, waiting for his kids to come out and find these eggs and find him, uh, he gets angry and angrier about like, why I did all this work. Why are my kids going to find these eggs? When are they going to find me? Uh, until it's at the end of the day and he comes home and he is crazy time now. Uh, and he goes out to the woodshed out back and he grabs an axe and just goes into his house and murders them one by one. Uh, disembowels the kid, murders the wife, uh, spreads the bodies all around. It's a gruesome time. Mm. Uh, then he goes to the bridge where he finally hangs himself and that's where his ghost currently resides. Uh, Sandy Bennett is currently grimacing at the very <laughs> recounting of this story. Uh, and I feel like it's a very visceral story with like all these little elements of it that are like, ooh, this is a thing that could happen. This is a thing that could happen. Uh, and because it's just on that edge of what is real, what is not, it's around for us. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's It's not as pronounced as like a glowing red creature with red eyes but uh behind every corner could be a man in a bunny outfit with an axe 
who is driven insane for one reason or another. Or if you want, if you want, you can go down to the bridge and you can, you can revel in that. Ooh, maybe there's a ghost out here talk. Mm. Um, but it's, it's really the classic. We put all our fears into this one thing. And now because of them, we have a money man. Sandy Ben, what's that behind you? What's that behind you in the corner you there? You can't. See, I range to see you can't trick me this time. <laughs> Wait, you, you you can't you can't see it on your screen? Shut up. There's like no room back here. No, he's scooching in. Done. He's he's scooching in like a score. Oh Sorry, I'm just a bunny man here. Just a bunny man here to murder you. <laughs> can, can I get on by or sneak past you there? Sandy, don't worry. Noah is just trying to mess with you. The ghost standing behind you is giving big thumbs up and wants to give you a big warm hug but he can't corporally touch you so oh i'll work on the technology let him know <laughs> work on the technology <laughs> ghost hugging technology <laughs> oh i needed a new job this will be a good career thank you this will be a great career that being said though i have made my decision the urban legend to outlast all urban legends shall be Bunny Man. I think that's good. I think that's the right choice. Sandy, I, I appreciated your own personal growth throughout this episode. Thank you. Thank you. I think that people in my life will agree. But the fact that you bailed on your own argument by the end <laughs> to kind of undermine your own point. So I'm just going to have to give it to Noah, guy with an axe in a bunny suit that Crazy Glue drove insane. Maybe that's why they call it Crazy Glue. I think we got our first entry, though, for the best Richard Gere movie of all time yeah. argument. That's <laughs> a separate you. category. Two, bird, two birds <laughs> with one stone. Thank you once again for giving legitimacy to our endeavor by committing around an hour of your time that you can never get back. Though in the grand scheme of celestial history, that doesn't even really mean much anyway, does it? For more from Sandy, follow her at Sandy underscore Benton on Twitter. For more from Noah, follow him at NoNoCrowley on all social media, and definitely get vaccinated. Our theme music was composed by at Yoki Danoff. Our special segment was produced by the Midnight Gardeners League, who you should follow at Midnight Gardeners on Instagram and at 12AM Gardeners on Twitter. This episode was produced by my co-host, Pete Musto, who you can follow at TryTheLandCrab on Twitter and at BadassWizard on Instagram. Finally, we humbly request once again that you please subscribe to Which Is More on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a five-star rating and write a review. Follow us at Which Is More Podcast on Instagram and Which Is More One on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for guests or debate topics, please email us at witchesmorepodcast at gmail.com and never give up hope that your favorite things about being human will make the cut and last forever long after you're nothing more than cosmic dust. An MGL production.